me your ears. (laughs) This nation will rise up. This is the Awesome Health Podcast. Can you just uh, talk into the mic, Alex? Make yeah. Sure one, two, three. One, two, three. Perfect. Sound check. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome to episode two of the Awesome Health Podcast. My name is Nick Quinton. I'm your host. And today I am so excited to bring you the legend that is Alex Nino. If you are living under a shell somewhere in the UK or you're not from the UK, um, you, you may not have heard of Alex, but he's an awesome bloke and his approach to life, movement, health is just incredible and he's got so much passion just flowing out of him and, and part of that is his, his uh, Latin upbringing and his Latin spirit that he brings into his movement practices and, and gen- his general approach to life and, and this episode is just full of um, how much passion Alex has got and you can just see it flowing out of him into, uh, into your ears and and yeah we we dive into all sorts of different aspects and for sure we really break down how he approaches um, all the different um, skill sets that he's mastered over time which are phenomenal everything from um, powerlifting bodybuilding um, to to, to movement and he's a phenomenal handstand master and what he's moving into now in the new space and how he deconstructs the challenge and how he really dives in uh, leaves the ego at the door and and masters things really really quickly and and just becomes an incredible practitioner very quickly and, and we also look at how he builds consistency into his into his routines as well which is something I always struggle with and and yeah we, we get lots of lots of chat from Alex um, he's, he's a great guy and, and you can really hear that coming through in the interview um, how much he, he enjoys uh, what he does and, and his approach to, to life in general is pretty special so um, let's jump in uh, and listen to, to the, the, the legend that is Alex Nino Alex Nino, amazing to have you here. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Um, how are you doing today? Um, thank you very much for having me, actually. Um, I'm great, you know, uh, <laughs> after a really early morning, you know, yeah, and the gym has been very good, you know, five sessions done. Now I'm, I'm ready to see what, what we can do today. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so, guys, you've heard about um, Alex and, and the amazing things that he's been up to. And we're now going to pin him down and, and try and, and get him to deliver um, some bits and pieces, some, some nuggets of value, um, and really sort of undercover um, his ethos and his approach and, and his kind of um, way of doing things and his uniqueness because um, I, I met Alex a few years ago and, and I was just amazed by how unique his approach was and, and how um, his content you're not afraid to sort of put your voice out there and be heard and, and also do things slightly differently and also you've got an amazing approach to consistency um, that we want to get into the grounds of but um, b- before we do that I just want to hear a kind of uh, a little bit about your story. So you're not from the UK. <laughs> no, I don't think people will be not. surprised to see that. Um, and, um, you know, how you ended up in London and specifically how you ended up in fitness um, and, and your kind of evolution through, through health and fitness. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see how we start. First of all, um, I come from Colombia. I came to London in uh, 20, 2020. Uh, 2000 actually 2000 um, I came here for to study so uh, I, I wanted to stay here for nine months 
I uh, came to study English. Um, I didn't learn any English at all in the first nine months <laughs> because I was living with Colombians and with Spanish people. So, you know, uh, so I decided to stay a bit longer. So I stayed for another 10 months. So it was about nearly two years. And uh, I went back home. And two months later, I decided, oh, no, no, I can't be in, in this village anymore because mm-hmm. I come from a small village. So um, it was very difficult to 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 sort of um, get back to normal life in, in that village after having lived in London for two years. You know, you meet different people, you travel a little bit, different cultures, people are very open-minded. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing. Mm. So I decided to come back. Um, Jim Goa, uh, uh, the weather was a big influential of me going to the gym because I used to be an outdoor person, you know, growing up back home is you just run, you swim, you cycle, you play football. Everything is outdoor. Yeah. It's, it's sunny. Mm. You don't need to go to, there are no gyms. Well, now there is, there are a couple of gyms, very small, but at that time there was, you know, you don't know what a gym is yeah. in a small village. <laughs> so when I came to London, the, the weather made me go to the gym and be active because the winter was a killer for me. Mm. Cold water and, and the, and the, and the raining and the gray day was, was quite tough. So I decided to join the gym and start doing some sort of uh, bodybuilding stuff, you know, bicep chair, the, the conventional stuff that people do in the yeah. gym, which was great because I was very skinny, so I wanted to put some weight on. I got about 10 kilograms in a few years, six years, I would say. Uh, I used to take supplements, proteins, creatine, BCAA, pre-workout, post-workout, so I used to spend a fortune on on supplements and obsessed with food. You know, you need to eat six times a day, protein, carbohydrates and fat and, and do measurements and all this sort of, I would say, wasting time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would not say wasting time because it depends on what your goals are. If you want to become a professional bodybuilder, then you need to be very strict to what you do and how you do things. Yeah. But uh, I wasn't planning to become one, but I was sort of living the life like if I was one, which was not very healthy. Um, and then from there I did some, you know, power lifting. I ended up doing some weight lifting and, and sort of lifting heavy and uh, trying to get big, trying to get strong. So it's a combination of a few things mm. until, um, and I had many injuries, shoulders, back, knees, ankles, you know, you name it. Um, and there was one day that I, I saw someone doing a handstands in a studio where I used to work before. So I looked through the window and I just saw legs kicking up and down. I was thinking, oh, that was very cool. Um, and I decided to talk to the guy and see if he could teach me how to do handstands. I was a yoga teacher. And at that time, my daughter go a um, uh, space in the circus school in Old Street. And then when she came home that weekend, she said, um, she said, oh, daddy, I saw some people doing handstands. It looks so cool. So I decided, you know what, actually doing handstand would be a nice thing to do to show off my daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was about six years ago now. Yeah. Um, so I contacted the yoga guy, we did some yoga practice, you know, some breathing, uh, back bends, hip openers, and, and I was thinking, well, I, want, just want, I wanted to learn handstands. There was no handstand for the first 45 minutes. But that was actually a really good thing because then my body started to open up and then loosen up and breathing and and it felt really good after the set even though we did only maybe five minutes of handstands in the class mm-hmm. my body felt really good after so i carry on 
So I started to learn more about yoga, you know, the breathing, the, the heart, heart openers, back bending, shoulders opening, hips opening. And uh, every time I finished the session, it was a, a good feeling. It was a very good feeling. So I decided to do more of that and less of the pumping and the lifting heavy. So I started shifting into yoga. Um, and then from there, uh, I start discovering other people like Ido Portal, uh, another guy called Miguel Santana, who is um, a professional handstand balancer, and Ido Portal, who does a bit of everything, like a movement stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's a real guru. Yeah, oh, he's a real deal. And then I found about this guy called uh, Coach Sama, who does uh, gymnastics training, and and then they just my mind started to sort of wonder oh yeah, why, yeah. why what about this what about that what about that and the yoga and then i mixed so many things that i was doing quite a lot of things so it was hard to to see progress on one thing mm -hmm. but in six months in a year you see quite a bit, a, a bit of a progress of everything mm. which i think is is amazing um and i, I went to a workshop with Ido portal and then i did some private session with uh, with a yoga teacher private session with um with Miguel, um, Miguel, the hand balancer guy. I did some online training with um, gymnastic bodies, summer coach, mm. and then he came to London. I did a two days uh, seminar with him, and then I started just sort of learning from those guys okay. in person, because for me it's very important. Okay, um, incredible. Um, what, what, so you were working as a PT, you're working um, in the fitness industry, but in much more conventional discipline what everyone would consider doing normal stuff when they employed a pt they're taking through some circuits some some lifts um different sessions supersets all that stuff that, that guys are doing in the mainstream um and then you made this shift to much more movement based ethos and you started following guys like Ido portal that have got their um their 100 of their mind in um just natural movement and, and, and disciplines that, that people might not consider conventional. So in my mind, that's quite a big shift. What, 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 were there any triggers? What, what sort of led you to make that shift across to um, a much more movement-based um, way of, uh, of training and, and exercising and, and moving and, and generally? Was it, you know, because for me, the way you tell it is quite a natural flow to it, but, but it's, it's a big shift. Um, oh, it's massive. Yeah, it's... massive shift. What different way to think, different way to move, different way to approach fitness and health at all? Um, were there any like at that time? Do you remember any any sign of triggers or, or, or curiosity in your mind? What what were the big things that thought you know what I need to stop doing what I'm doing here and start doing this? Um, there were many reasons. I will say the first one is uh, I was very focused on into the aesthetics. You know, people mm. come to me, and it was me. I just want to have a bigger chest, a bigger arms, live okay. heavier, be yeah. bigger, blah, 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 blah. Uh, that was my reason for what I was doing. And then when I started shifting into the other stuff, then it was more about a feeling. Mm -hmm. It was being stronger, but at the same time being softer and being looser and not having pain in your back, not having pain in your shoulders. So these things starts to make me wonder, okay, what is really what I want? Do I want to keep lifting very heavy weights and having pain in my body? Or should I just forget about that? Think about more how my body moves and how my body feels, regardless of how it looks, because looks should be a back part of, of how you live life. You know, if you, if you move a lot, if you move well, if you eat good food, then you will look good. 
you know, that's, that's a fact. Yeah. You know, unless you have a problem from your, you know, mm-hmm. some of the external problems that we don't need to talk about that. And then that was the, the shifting point. I was feeling better. I was, you know, sleeping better. My mood changed. I didn't have to be stressed about eating every two hours because if not, you lose muscle mass and, and all this stuff that for me is just not healthy. Yeah. Um, and that was, the, that was the, the shifting point. You know, it's just the yeah. feeling. And, and it's just very cool to do stuff with your body weight, yeah, you know? I, th- I think, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important. And, and it's so important to emphasize that point there. Um, so you, you, you felt that even though you were doing, uh, you know, you were working as a fitness professional and, and you were getting sort of aesthetic gains and aesthetic goals were being achieved, um, you, you, weren't, you weren't satisfying a kind of deeper hunger to, to be healthy and um, to be happier. Um, that's yeah. kind of what I'm hearing. And yeah. also on top of that, the pain, you know, your training in some ways was causing you pain and niggles and, and problems through um, the, the, the sort of compound movements and, and some of the higher impact stuff. And, and okay, yeah, and that, I just think that you can't emphasize that point enough, really. Um, and that's exactly how I feel about health and fitness is, um, you know, my background is, is running around with big weights on my back in the army and, and screwing my knees and my ankles and doing crazy stuff. And, and I think... It's nice, I think, as a younger man, you kind of like, you want to look a certain way, you want to feel a certain way, but... but, but it's this is called uh, ego. <laughs> we just want sure. to look big yeah. and be strong, yeah. which is normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But as we get older, we understand that that is not really that... It's not really that important, mm-hmm. you know? What is important is how we feel about ourselves, yeah. mentally and physically, not just the, 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 the physical part about being strong and being big. Is, of course, it's a nice thing to, to have, but it's... It's how we feel. It's yeah. how we are. How happy are we inside? Yeah. You know, are we are we doing this just because we need to show people how we look? Yeah. Or are we doing this because it makes me feel amazing? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that will be the 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 the, the, the most important thing. Is yeah. How do you feel? Do you feel shit? Why did you do that then? <clears throat> you yeah. know. And I think it's, that, it's like you drink a lot of alcohol and you know the next day you're gonna feel really bad with a bad hangover. Then in the first place, don't do it. <laughs> or don't do it too much. Do it just a little bit yeah. so you don't feel that bad, you know? Because I would say everything is okay as long as you do it in moderation. But when you get obsessed with one thing, that is wrong yeah. for me. Yeah. You know? And that's, yeah. And I think exactly. You, you, you put the, you, you want to look a certain way because that will make you feel a certain way. But actually, the other way around makes more sense. Um, start with how you want to feel and how happy you want to be and, how, and, and where, you, where your center is, and then everything else will fall into place. You know, don't, don't, don't prioritize the ego. Yeah, for yeah sure. but we, it's, it's, it's normal. We're young, we want to do those things in life, but it's only as we get older we realize. You can, I don't think you can realize that we, without going through that yeah. you have to go through that in order to realize actually you know what this is not really what i want yeah because it has happened to s- millions of people you know you have to go through it in order to realize that it's that actually not that important yeah but until you do it 
it's difficult to to know. Yeah. So it's like a learning process. You know, we have to go through it, make mistakes, do this, do that, and then we start realizing, okay, it's actually this is not really what I want to do. Yeah. And then you start shifting. Yeah. You know, it's not easy. It's an evolution. Yeah. Exactly. Evolution. Exactly. You know. Yeah. No, I I agree with you, and I think. And it, you need to be really open-minded as well. Yeah. Because if you start, if you are a bodybuilder. Going to a yoga class where you can't even touch your toes is quite embarrassing because everyone else, and you see all the people who might not look as good as you, but they do some amazing things. Mm-hmm. And then that, you feel embarrassed, you know? Mm-hmm. So having an open minded, an open mind to, to be able to go and try something different yeah. is, is also super important. Yeah. And I was open minded, and I'm open minded. I can't go and try anything. I don't really care what the other person is doing or how he does it or if she or he is better or worse I, it makes no difference to me yeah. I go to try something because I want to try because I want to learn something regardless of my external surrounding you know it makes no difference to me yeah. you know I just want to go and learn 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 become better you know so if I do that then it means that I can, I can share it with some other people if it makes me feel better and if I think it's beneficial to myself I do believe that it will probably help someone else yeah but until I do it learn practice it then I cannot share it because then I don't know yeah I just need to I don't need to become a professional of anything either I just need to understand learn pro, uh, teach uh, practice and then I can share it yeah teach. I, I agree with that I think people chase um, chase certificates and, and oh, that's, I've done it I've done it you know chase a qualification um, and actually it does. It's not helpful. It's not helpful, and it impedes your your vision because, like you say, you need to be open-minded. And by definition, if you're following a, a strict uh, certification process, you're not. You're not being. You're not. Uh, you're not open to, to all sorts of influences and different ways of learning and, and, and teaching. Um, I think, yeah, and the open-mindedness is is absolutely key. And I think that's the challenge people face. Um, and I think that's that's what's awesome about you is you you, you just don't give a shit. I don't what, care. No, <laughs> no, I don't. What people think you're out there, you, you're doing it, and you're willing to get uncomfortable. Um, but that's that's when you learn when yeah. you're very comfortable. When there is a little bit of a stress that you 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 need to change, you need to you know to do, to do something about. But if you keep doing the same thing all the time, mm-hmm. I find it boring anyway. It's just yeah. I don't know. There is no, yeah. There is no. I don't know. There is no adrenaline. There is no. <laughs> there is no action. There is. It's just the same thing over and over and over. It's boring for me. I need to. I need to have something different. Yeah. All the time. I need to be active. I need to be thinking. What kind of? You know. Yeah. I need to challenge myself. Yeah. Yes. And that, and that's, that links into taking the hard choice, right? Because if if you're if you're if you're, I think the challenge people have is. Um, they, they, they find it too hard to get outside their comfort zone and um, it's too closely linked to their identity so they can't make the change and they, they don't want to be um, it's, it's just too uncomfortable so they choose the easy path um, which means they're not growing and, and they're not learning and they're not growing at, which effectively means you're, you're dying because um, we're aging naturally anyway. Do you know what I mean? We need, we've, got to, we've got to do, we've got to work more. We've got to, you know, we've got to work different ways. And we've, got, we've got to get smarter as we get older. Um, and, and I think that's the challenge people face is they, they'll, they'll kind of do what they've always done. But actually, that's a downward slope. Yes. It's, not, it's not a plateau and it's certainly not an upward slope. That's a downward slope. If you're doing the same again and again and again, you're slowly, slowly, slowly tapering downwards. And I think um, it's an important distinction to make. And another thing is that we should be challenged not only physically but also mentally. Mm. We should do something with our mind, like some rhythm, some coordination, some something that 
it doesn't matter how fit you are physically, yeah. but how, how do you use your brain? Your brain needs to be, I like doing number, the Sudoku. Yeah. I love doing that one. You <laughs> sit down and, you know, because I know that even though I'm sitting down, you know, I'm, I'm thinking my brain is working. I, I like doing some, uh, I started doing some um, juggling. Yeah. You know, started with one ball on my left hand side. I couldn't even do one throw and catch it again. It was amazing. It was chaos. But I started doing it because, you know, you start concentrating, you know. Yeah. I, it anyone can do it. You know, yeah. you don't need to be fit. You can even sit down on a, in a wheelchair and, and juggle. It's possible. Yeah. So it's more about brain. brain. Know it, uh, another thing I started doing is uh, going into the cold water. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about that. We'll get on to okay. that. Cool. Yeah, no, so, I, I, I agree. Challenges. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think you're absolutely right. And if you can couple the, the physical movement aspect with the learning, yes. then you've got a really strong combination. I've just started uh, jiu-jitsu, and, and nice. I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. I haven't got a clue. Which is good. Yeah, and I'm completely you're outside learning. my comfort zone. Yeah. And the, be, the best period, the best stage of something is when you're learning. Yeah. The beginner stage is the best one. Yeah, yeah. Because then you become an intermediate, and your level is very, very good. But when you, you become advanced, then you're stuck. Because, mm. I don't know, advanced, being advanced or something, I don't think is, is good. I'd rather be an intermediate level yeah. of many things. Mm. Because I can't just go and pick anything of those and do it. I don't have to be, again, I don't have to be a professional because I am not interested in being a professional of, on anything. Yeah. I just want to be able to learn many things that I can share. Yeah. So being a beginner is so good, and being an intermediate level is where we should aim to be, yeah. intermediate. Advanced, I don't see the point of being advanced or something. Yes, it might look good, and you might show off, and it will look amazing, but being, being advanced in something, I'm not interested in being advanced. I'm interested in going to the intermediate level yeah. and, and really grasp what I'm doing, understand doing it, and then move to something else and maintain the other one. Yeah. That's what I think. I like it. Yeah. So constantly learning yes. something new. I don't yeah. want to spend too much time on one thing, you know? Yeah. Because there are millions of things to do. So why do I want to spend, why do I want to focus only on one thing? I'd rather spend more my time focusing on, on many bits and pieces. Yeah. Which I think is more interesting and is less, less boring. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you know, everyone has a different personality. Yeah, of course. Some people want to be just amazing at one thing and they just spend all their life doing one thing, which is fine, you know? Yeah, I, I think I, I was going to shift gears to um, talk about um, some of the struggles and, and some of your passions, but um, I just want to stay on that note, what you just said there, because um, I, I, don't, I don't want people to think that you're, you're, you're trying lots of different things because you, you are mastering what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? So you have a high level of consistency compared to, I think, what the general um, people are doing. Do you know what I mean? And when you, you, know, when you talk about handstands, you've, you've mastered um, not only doing those movement patterns but also teaching them as well and that's a fantastic way to learn for sure but um, um, but but you know you've built a, a huge amount of consistency and showing up day in day out to develop these skills over a relatively short space of time um, what, what's, what's been the key to that or the, you know what's, what's the secret sauce what are you, what are you doing differently you know because I think consistency I've struggled with it a lot um, and um, wanting to do lots of different things, you know, my mind's always going, blah, blah, blah. So, but then how do you turn up every day and do the work to yeah, achieve that, the, the level that you need to get to? Do you know what I mean? And we're, we're, talking, we're talking to Alex Nino, you know, you've got a huge social media following. You're, you're a master of the handstand and all the stuff that you've been doing. Well, uh, that's a really good question. Okay. This is how I, how I approach my, my, my training or my practice. Let's, let's put it, some people call it practice, some people call it training, practice, training, whatever. 
um, for every every year, I have been focusing on on maybe one or two elements of the, of the practice. So let's say when I started doing this, the focus of those years were, um, let's say, let's go back. Let's go back to let's say how long ago. Let's say twenty years ago. So when I started, my my focus was on on bodybuilding. So I was focusing on my food, my, my sessions, biceps, chairs, blah, 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 blah. So I was the focus of something. So when I do something, I focus on, on it, and I try to um, experiment with many things. So I did uh, German volume training. I did five by five. I did, you know, five times eight reps. So I was just trying many different and things to see which one was the one that was the, the best for me to, make me, to help me achieving the goal I had at that time, Okay. Um, and then I did the same with the weightlifting. So I went to the school in Bethnal Green, where I, I was learning how to do weightlifting from a proper coach. Yeah. So I learned from him. He gave me all the, the, the you know, the, the tools to become better weightlifting. I had a coach for powerlifting, which is, is pretty much becoming very strong at uh, bench press, uh, squat, and deadlift. So he was telling me what how he used to train his, his people and how they got the best results. So I learned from this guy and I practiced myself. So every time I want to learn something, I find someone who is very good at doing it, go and learn from that person, go and find someone else, and maybe two or three people who can give you a lot of information and then you make up your mind how you do your program because, again, it doesn't work for everyone. Okay? Um, and then that was three things. So that was the, the, the bodybuilding, the weightlifting, and the powerlifting, mm-hmm. so that I spent doing that maybe 10, uh, probably 10 years, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So I learned quite a lot of stuff about that, and that was what I was doing at that time. Then when I started doing the yoga, so I focused on yoga. I used to go to classes, I used to go to workshops. I had uh, three hours of uh, private sessions uh, a week. So I was consuming my yoga, I was learning about everything. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then it, it came handstand, and then I did handstand for about two years on my own, uh, and the progress was really bad. I was just kicking against the wall, even though it took me six weeks to kick up against the wall. And then the pro- because what I was doing was wrong. Yep. There was no structure. There was no understanding. It was just like go and kick up against the wall and try to hold it. Yeah. Which is that's why what I teach now is very different. And I, I I will tell you how how it works. So it was a handstand, and then and then I decided there was a year where I focused on hip opening. There was another year where I focused on that back bending, so just spine work, back, 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 back bend, forwards, back, yeah. flexion, extension, rotation, you know, twisting, everything. Uh, and there was another year where I focused on, on strength training, which is um, like a gymnastic strength training, so straight arm, bent arm, mm. uh, push, pull. Uh, and then every year I just pick something and I really smash it, like, you know, go really hard, try different ways of doing it, um, and learn so I can apply to myself and to teach. That's how I see things. Um, now, the, now how I do things, in, I do things in a different way. It doesn't matter whatever it is. This is how my approach is. I try to spend some time understanding the movement or the task, what I need to do. It's okay. Understanding, and then I need to find out what my weakest links are in order to achieve that particular movement. Let's say, let's put a handstand. Uh, do, I, do I do? I need to do a handstand. I need to have a flexible and a strong raise. I need to have good shoulders, uh, flexibility, let's say 180 degrees of shoulder flexion, and I need to have a, a good understanding of, of my pelvis, anterior tilt, posterior tilt, because when you do um, 
a linear movement, which is a handstand, there is a, there is a, there is a way of doing it where your body is going to be very efficient at doing it. Okay? Yeah. Okay. If you have the elements, let's talk about shoulder flexibility, understanding of your pelvis. If you go, um, if you got these things, then trying to do a handstand is going to be much easier. If I'm going to do a handstand and my shoulders are very tight and I have no understanding or no awareness of my pelvis, then that handstand is going to be very difficult to achieve. Because first of all, I don't have the foundation. And second, I don't have the understanding. So if you don't have those two things, then you are going to smash the wall and you're not going to get any results. You might be lucky one day catching one handstand. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you know what you're doing. So this is how I do things. First of all, spend some time of understanding what your goal is. Second, do some preparation. If you already understand the movement and you know what your weakest uh, links are, then you can prepare your program. You can say, okay, my shoulders are tight. What do you focus? Opening your shoulders. My, hip, my hips, I don't, know, I don't understand how my hips work. Okay, how do they work? Do some reading, find someone who can teach you, go to a class, go to one-to-one, go to a workshop. There are so many resources you can use to, 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 um, to help you, you know? Um, and that's pretty much it. When you have those two, and then just practice. Practice, practice, practice. Spend some time. Pick one or two skills a year, and then really focus. Spend 50, 60%, or 70% of your practice on those skills, depending on how much time you have. If you have one hour a day, five times a week, it's going to be very difficult. You know, five hours a week is, is, is tough. I used to spend, like, you know, 15, 20 hours a week training before. Wow. Before I had my, my kids. Yeah. So I made good progress. Now, my progress is, is not that great because I don't spend much time. I might have some practices maybe one or two hours a week. My strength practice is maybe two hours a week. And I do a bit of mobility work. So that's another two hours. Let's say if I, if I had eight hours a week, I'm, I'm super happy for myself. So what can I do only these eight hours? I need to cover so many things. So it's very difficult to make big improvements. But do I need to make big improvements? Not really. I feel very happy with my practice. I feel, uh, I feel I'm mobile. I feel I'm strong. I feel I can do uh, a lot of things that an average person wouldn't be able to do. I do understand the principle. I know how to keep progressing. Mm -hmm. But the problem is I don't have the time to do that. So if I can maintain what I have, I'm a very happy man. Yeah. If I can make progress, I am a super happy man. But you know, now my, my situation changed. Yeah, of course. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah, the amazing way to break it down. And so, so the way you approach it, um, just to play it back to you, Alex, um, for the audience. So the way you approach it is you, 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 first you start off with understanding your goal. Yes. And getting clarity over that. You and need to I, absolutely know what you want. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And that's when, when I coach guys, that's the first thing is clarity. That is the habit we need to get is clarity over where we're going. And the true goal, not, not kind of, I want to lose 10 pounds. That's not really, it's <laughs> intangible. It's not, it's not a goal. Why? What does it mean to you? Do you know what I mean? Um, so the, the, understand the goal, um, understand the principles of what you're trying to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then based on that, break it down into the composite movements, body parts, and, and understand where you might have your weaknesses and what you need to work on. Um, and, and don't just focus on the single, maybe the single movement, but actually yeah. break it down and do all the bits and pieces. And uh, so you can deconstruct it basically. And, and, yeah, and then build that's it pretty much that it. Way. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Small, Which, small pieces, very small pieces. Yeah. Make it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Very simple. One thing that I make, uh, that I teach, and uh, I, I advise people is keep it as simple as possible, because then you can learn. If you start creating some complexity in, in your training, in your practice, and, and too much chaos, the, the, the gains are going to be very small. I am not saying that chaos is bad or complexity is bad. It's actually very good because it will get you out of your comfort zone and it will, you know, make things up and then you will have to struggle to learn, which is great. But everything has um, a, a dosage. Mm to get the most out of it. If you, part, if you put too much chaos into your practice, then your practice is not gonna make much progress. But you don't put any chaos into your practice, then you're gonna be bored doing the same stuff over and over. So it's just small amounts of everything into your practice, you yeah. know? Yeah. And sometimes it's difficult to, to know how much, how much of it you need. <laughs> so it's, it's tricky, it's tricky. So I think it's very personal, but some people like chaos in their life. Yeah. Some people like structure. Some people don't want to think about, okay, I want to go to the gym and I want to do this, 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 and this, and I'm done. Yeah. You know? Some people like to go to the gym and they say, okay, what shall I do today? Let's do this today or let's do that. You know, it's called an intuitive training. Yeah. So you go there, see what your body feels like, and you do it, which I think is great. I have done it many times. Mm. I go to the gym or I, I'm here and I feel, oh, my back feels a bit stiff. It feels like I'm going to do some back or spine movement. And then my back started feeling better, better, and it feels really good. Then I keep on doing it, and I can p- keep pushing it to see how, how flexible my back can get or what can I do with my spine. Same yeah. with the strength. Sometimes you feel like, oh, I feel like I want to do some pushing or pulling. Then, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just so many different approaches. So I don't think there is the best one or the, or the worst one. It's just, it's just how your body feels. Give your body what your body feels like. Yeah. You know? So simple turn up, do the practice, yeah. and, and enjoy the process of learning. One um, more thing before you go on. Um, a lot of people get too obsessed with time frames. Oh my God, how long does it take? How long is it gonna take me? That really like, don't worry about how long it's gonna take you. Just do your thing today. Do your best <laughs> today. Do your tomorrow, don't worry about it. Don't even worry about tomorrow. Yeah. You only have today. Yeah. Do your best today. Forget about tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, then you worry about tomorrow, but tomorrow is not here, Jay, so why do you worry about tomorrow? You mean, you mean it's going to take me longer than three and a half minutes? <laughs> this is, you know, so, and then it's just, okay, and one thing as well, it's good to have the goals, but the goals is just like a, like a guidance to where we are going to go or where we're going. But it doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that we need to achieve them. It doesn't matter. What matters is that we are trying to become slightly better as we go, mm. as we go, as we go, we get better, we get better, we get in two years or in a year or in six months, you know that if you have done your best every day, you're going to have a, a, a big progress from when you started. And that's what matters, you know, how, how well you start doing your, your training, you know, is your, is your training session uh, okay or really good or, or shit? Then that's what makes the gonna, it's gonna make the difference in, in six months or in a year. Yeah. And so just go go with you know, good uh, state of mind. I'm gonna do my best today. That's it. No more. Yeah, yeah I, I agree, and that's 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 what I'm always preaching as well. Is um, um, 
you know, fall in love with the process and just enjoy the process of what you're doing at that moment in time. Don't, don't, don't forget, you know, try and forget about what you've set out to, to, to go for um, the long term goal. You need to, you need to be enjoying day to day because we, we, we 80%, we're 80% of our life we're spending process. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people are kind of like they're fixated on one goal. It might not even be a true tangible goal that we might consider Absolutely, or yeah. make them happier in the long term, but they've got this fixation um, and they're, they're heading towards that and they want it yesterday. Um, and because of that, the, the process is so difficult for them because they're not understanding the, the process and they're, they're not enjoying the process. They're not living life. They're not living life at the moment, at the yeah, present. In the moment. No, yeah, no. That's and it. that's the only thing we have. Yep. We have this moment. Yep. And this moment, we should be very aware of what's happening now. Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah. I don't care tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know that what I'm supposed to be doing tomorrow is on my diary, yeah. but I don't think too much about that. It's there. When tomorrow comes, I worry about tomorrow. Now I'm here talking to the microphone, talking to you, you know, looking at the studio, looking at you. And, and that's what I'm focusing now. I don't really think about, I'm going to train after you. I'm going to do some stuff. But... I don't need to think about that because that time has not arrived yet. I'm just here at the moment. Yeah. And I think it's something that people should focus on. Powerful, powerful message. Um, yeah, I think more people need to start thinking and or, or do less thinking and start more living really in the moment. Yeah, I <laughs> couldn't, couldn't agree more. So on your, on your journey to where you are now, and obviously it's ever-evolving, um, what, what struggles have you had? What, what have been your biggest struggles in terms of, um, I don't know, maybe injuries or, you, you, you know, lacked uh, consistency of commitment or problems that you've had um, at all? Oh, struggles. Um, oh, good question. I have been struggling all my life, you know, but one thing that I have is I'm, I'm a hard worker um, and I don't give up at all it doesn't matter how hard things are i just keep on going uh and i think because of of that mentality a struggle is not really a struggle a struggle is some sort of it's the struggle is the stress you need in order to grow and to keep on going that's how i see it so for me i stri- i don't see anything as a struggle i see Everything as a, as a, okay, this is what I need in order for me to keep on going. I think it's more about the mentality that you have, the mindset you have to life, you know? Because let's say an example, uh, I'm going to go and train later. And let's say I'm walking down here, I'm walking around the corner, I'm going to put my shoes and I just, I fell and I hurt my ankle, okay? And then I can't. I can look at it in two different ways. Oh, shit, I hurt my ankle. I can't train him off. And then I start moaning and complaining about that. And I say, okay, my ankle is hurting, but you know what? I have the rest of my body. I have arms. I have back that is still good. So I can do other things. Mm. So it's being able to, to adapt to the situation. Yeah. So I, some people might say, oh, I'm struggling because my ankle is hurting. I say, no, it's, I'm not struggling. I'm, I'm fine. My arms are fine. My, my head is fine. I can do so many other things. So, yes, it could be a struggle, but it could be something that, listen, you know, you cannot use your legs because your ankle is hurt, it's hurting, so you can use other things. So, and life is always full of obstacles or struggles, but I don't know. I don't yeah. call them struggles or obstacles. I call them um, the, the stress that we need in order to, to think out of the box, mm. you know? Yeah. So, it's, it's a funny one. Well, no, that's, yeah, that's great, but, you, so, but just... 
you, you've overcome lots and lots of struggles, really, because you, you came to England, you're, you didn't speak much English. Not at all. How old were you? I was 22. 22. So I, was, I left my village. Yeah. 10,000 people live in my village. <laughs> I used to go to Bogota a few times. Bogota yeah. is a big city where yeah, you yeah. see a lot of buildings. So I used to go a few times there. I used to be in a small village, countryside, close-minded, Catholic. Uh, you know, you don't, you just, you know, you go to the child every, every Sunday and then you do this and that and that this way. Um, so coming from a small village to a, a London, man. Yeah. Oh, that was a shock. <laughs> Good, the weather, the weather was a shock. Yeah. So we can, we could, we could call these struggles: the language, yeah, uh, the weather, yeah, uh, the way they drive the cars here on the left hand side. So it was like, oh, it was like, what happening here? They, they, you know, it's just crazy. <laughs> um, how people are open-minded, you know. Some people uh, wear different clothes. Some people have, you know, allergies to food. So many things. Some people have mental problems and some people have depression some people have so when you meet those people you know sometimes the energy they bring is not really that nice so that could be a struggle mm. so anything could be a struggle but anything could be an opportunity to learn yeah that's right and that's i don't it. i don't see it as a struggle yeah. i see an opportunity to learn and to make me better yeah that's how i see it <laughs> wow it's not really a struggle yeah, it's yeah. just it's just the way it is yeah you can see it either as a as an opportunity or you can see as a as a as a bad thing, as a negative thing. Mm. Nothing is negative. Everything is positive because I'm sure anything in life you can bring something positive out of it. Out of it, you will learn from anything in life. Wow. There's nothing bad about anything. It's just how things are. Yeah. You just yeah. try to make them better. Yeah. But you can also make them worse. So it's it's a tricky one, you know. <laughs> Not for you. Well, you know, <laughs> no, man, have, you cracked have, it. You know, I came from a really poor family. We, you know, we used to live in a little shed. We didn't have any, we didn't have electricity. So we had candles. We we had water, and the floor was earth. So there was no concrete, and the and the the walls was wood, and you know. Uh, that's you know sometimes there was food, sometimes there was no food on the table, but it doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. It's, it's the way it is. So I think it's because of how I lived my life before. Now I live in a paradise. It is paradise. You know, I have education, I have health, I have shelter, there's security. We have absolutely everything. Honestly, England, London is, is a paradise. I don't understand why people complain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. moan, oh, this is cold, this is hot, oh, but the, the, the public transport is too busy. And it's just the people moan about everything. They have no clue what is to have a hard life. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's why, because they haven't been there, yeah. they don't understand. Yeah. They don't know, they don't know. But because I've been there, so for me, this is, this is you know, I, yeah. you know. Wow. Of, of course, it can't get better, of course. But it's already amazing. This yeah. display is amazing. And where, where, where would you say your, your sort of passion for life comes from? Your mum, your dad, where, you know, culturally? Because you, 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 energy just comes from yeah, family, you. Man. Family, family. I think even family yeah. is very important. Um, because of, of where I come from, um, I wanted, my goal was to help my mum and my brother and my sister. You know? I said when I was, you know, I was bullied at school because my mum didn't have enough money to buy me new trainers. So I used to go to the physical education club with a broken trainers <laughs> and the kids used to take the piece out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so uh, so I said to myself, one day I'm I'm not gonna be poor and I'm gonna be able to buy myself a pair of trainers and I'm gonna be able to give my mom a nice decent house and blah 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 blah, and then and that was the, the I think the passion come from there you know from mm -hmm. having nothing to be able to to have something. 
Yeah. Um, always be honest, you know. Always being honest and uh, and hardworking. Yeah. It doesn't matter the situation. You just work hard. You always want to be doing the best you can possibly can. And now, <clears throat> and now you're a father of two. To go two daughters. Two daughters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and daughters. How do you contrast your upbringing to to your daughter's upbringing? Does that does it, it, do you ever think about the contrast between oh, absolutely. how you you yes. were brought up and how they got brought up? And what what are the messages you try and pull through and push through into your your children? I take them back to Colombia. We've been just spent nearly two months, mu- uh, a month in Colombia in December. So um, they know. I have explained everything to them, where I come from, uh, where I used to live. I show them photos. This is where, you know, and I, I have take, taken them to places where they can see, you know, they can see little houses where people, kids, no shoes, no clothes, because there's a lot of pro- poverty in Colombia. So they see. Uh, and then I tell them, you see how, how lucky you are, how privileged you are to be able to have a decent house. Uh, have food on the table anytime you want to be able to go to a very good school have your mommy and your daddy all the time you 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 very privileged so they they understand they do yeah and they i am not a person who who believe in material things for my kids if they want any luxury on anything that is not they have to earn it mm. they have to work hard for it how in many ways they have to they have to do very good at the school academically but also they have to be kind to the to the friends you know they have to be they have to be human they have to be nice humans uh, in the house they need to behave they need to do some housework sometimes uh, even though mom doesn't let them do much but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah they need to do they need to collaborate in the house they need to you know they need to do things for the house they need to behave they need to they need to do those things and if i see that they're doing a good job then they can have something yeah. But it only depends on, on how they behave yeah. and how much work they put into the, into the um, school homeworks. Yeah. And, wow. and so far, they, you know, they haven't, they haven't um, done anything bad. They, they, they're very good kids in the school. They bring good results. They, they are excellent. So they, you know, they can be treated. But only because of what they, they do. Not just because many kids think they have a right to have everything they want to. Yeah, and many parents do, and when they face real life, they go for a shock <laughs> because when your parents overprotect yeah, you, you yeah. hit the real world. And you know what? Yeah. And this is the problem now with uh, mental mental health. You know, depression. Yeah, yeah. kids kids are, are protected, mm-hmm. and when they go and face the real life, they think they are poor. They think they are ugly. They think that no one wants them. Mm-hmm. They think that the whole world is against them. Mm-hmm. And what happened? If they are not strong enough. They're gonna go somewhere, somewhere bad, yeah. and and it's very sad. Yeah, we it's, see it's that. parents' problem. The parents spoil the kids, mm. and you we see we see that tapped. more and more, more and more. You know, the, the numbers are, are you know, unfortunately pretty, pretty shocking in that certainly in the mental health space, and even even the sort of weight gain, obesity, all that sort of stuff. You know, the statistics are going against us, and there's so many people um, like us, like yourself, trying to do awesome work out there, but it, it's hard to, to chip away at what's the bigger picture. It really is. Cool. Okay, let's let's shift away um, from from the, those topics, and and um, I'll ask you something that I ask all my guests. So, um, what does health mean to you? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I would say, health is a state of being free of illness and injuries. Um, when I talk about illness, I'm talking about physical and and 
and mental, you know. Um, it's just such a big thing, you know. We need to talk about nutrition. We need to talk about your activities. We need to talk about family, work. Uh, so many things you can talk about when it comes to health, yeah. you know. And the idea is to have a balance of all of them, which is really hard in this modern world, you know. It's crazy. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. So you need to know yourself so well. You need to know who you are. You need to know what you want, and you need to know where you are going to. If you know those three things, I would probably say you can, you can survive this, this, you know, the jungle because it's tough. Yeah, there are a lot of bad people out there. Yeah. Media is really bad sometimes, and they they try to make you believe things that are, are not real. Mm. Uh, let's talk about Instagram. Instagram sometimes, you know, you got these influencers with millions of, of followers, and they they advertise any shit in order to get money. Yeah. There are some people advertising these drinks that you take and in, in four weeks you have a beach body. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. With all the power that you have and are you advertising those, those drinks to, to tell people that you can lose just body, body fat or you get a beach body in two or three weeks, that, that's not really what you need to do. Yeah. You need to, to help people to, to, have a, a, to create better habits, you know? A more positive mind, yeah. a more active body, a healthier eating patterns. Yeah. That's what you need to do. You cannot just, I just hate it, mm. you know? It's think, wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think those, those the quick fixes, and they're not oh. addressing the root of the problem. Yes. So the, the problem, like anything, is in the mind, right? And if you're, not, if you're not active, if you're not even got a healthy mind, a healthy body, and you're not having a healthy life, it doesn't matter. You know, you can have surgery. You can take lots of drugs. We know that does not work. And, and that's what's led me on this, this journey um, to the Awesome Health podcast, actually, is um, working in pre-hospital care and turning up time and time and time and time again to guys and girls that have just got chronic um, problems that aren't going away. And what do we see? We see um, the National Health Service giving them more medication, giving them more drugs. Um, now, there's lots of... Um, issues that, that sort of spring up from that but it's just it, it's not conducive to health what i consider health what you consider health and what you're talking about um it's just not the path it's you know they've fallen off the path and, and we're facing a situation now where we've got a sick care system you know we're keeping um we're keeping sick people alive that's what we do <laughs> and that's you know it's just it's, it's a crazy situation yeah i mean health i would to put in a very little word i would say Health is, the, is creating some patterns of good habits. Mm. Now, we're talking about sleeping, uh, working, uh, eating, and exercising. Yeah. If you have a job where you're miserable, where you're under pressure all the time, when, where that job is creating a lot of tension in your body, you're gonna bring that tension into your family. <clears throat> you're gonna bring that tension everywhere. So it's very difficult, but we all have to have a job in order to pay the bills. Yeah. But if that job is destroying your life, is making you miserable, why do you do it? I know we have to pay the bills, but keep on doing it, it's gonna make things worse. Yeah. We have to make a decision. And sometimes it's very difficult because if you have responsibilities, how can you just change your job and do something that makes you happy? Yeah. It's tough. 
It is really tough, but ultimately, if you don't choose a different path, then you're going to blink and you're going to be 75 and have no quality of life and the last 40, 50 years have going to miss you. You know, um, yes, responsibility is very important, um, but, you know, you also need to choose the path that you're on and make yeah. decisions that lead you to, to, a, to, to a, an you existence want. that you actually get to the end of the road and you're proud of, you know, and, and you can hold yourself up and, and say, yeah, okay. Um, I, and that, I think people are just going through the motions. And like you said earlier, they're not living in the moment. They're not enjoying the moment, not enjoying the process of life. Um, they're just focused on this, this far off something that's not very clear and they don't really know why they want to get there even. Um, and it's it just, you know, the, the expression I, I've heard before is, is they're just a wandering generality and they don't really understand and, and there's no, there's no uh, momentum behind them, pushing them in a, in a, in a direction that will lead them um, to a path that bring them any sort of happiness, fulfillment. Um, and that's, that's a pretty sad situation. But I think there's lots of people in that boat. I really do. Lack of, uh, um, I think it, people don't, don't, don't know who they are. They don't understand what they want. Yeah, I think and if, if you don't understand what you want, how are you going to get it? Mm. Is that when it comes to the practice? What do you want out of your practice? Oh, I don't know. Say, well, <laughs> yeah. how, how can I help you <laughs> if I don't know what you want? Yeah. If you don't know what you want, yeah. how will I know? Yeah. We need to know inside of ourselves who we are, where are we going, and what do we want from our life? Yeah. If you have those three answers clear, then you can create a plan for it. Mm. But if there is no, if you don't know, it's it's impossible to, to plan anything. You need to know what you want. Yeah. How can you, you need to recognize that, that we all have, you know, we all have problems. We all have um, weaknesses in our life. But if we can find out what they are and try to fix them, then we can keep moving forwards and improve and improve and improve and make our life better. But we, we, ego is, is, is very interesting here. Because we think, oh no, everything I do is perfect and everything I have is everything, you know. But no, we all have things that we can get better. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and absolutely, awareness. And, and ego is the antithesis to self-awareness. It doesn't allow you no. to see you for who you are. Um, I don't want to get to it too, too high brow yeah. <laughs> level, but I think it's so important to just, just send that message that, you know, it starts with awareness. It starts with understanding who you are, what you truly to desire. To recognize our, our wants and our needs. That is the, the, the thing. Yeah. Cool. And nice. there anything in, in the current sort of, you mentioned Instagram, you mentioned a few things. Is there anything else that you think that pops in your mind um, when, um, that pisses you off in, in the health space at the moment, the health and wellness space? Are there any sort of things that you think, ah, oh, th this doesn't make sense to me? Um, yeah, as I said before, the, the quick, quick fixes mm. are like so bad. Um, people just want to have a, a beach body in four weeks before summer, but you, you just don't do that. You just have a beach body for the rest of your life, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you create it by, by being active, by, by, you know, eating healthy, by, by uh, exercising your brain, your mind, by socializing with your friends, with your family. And it's just, just I don't know, it's just they, they, they tend to just give you a quick fixes and they want to try to fix a problem with medicines. Mm -hmm. with, with, um, uh, and that's just, you know, it's just wrong. It's just, and especially when you have people with so much uh, power and they 
selling this shit. He like, oh man, why did you do that? It's just, it's just wrong. Yeah. They do it for money because you know a company will give them a lot of money, so they just get the money. So it's at the end of the day, it's all about money. I don't care about the money. I have been approached with some some brands of clothing, some protein, some supplements, some a lot of shit, and I said, listen, you know, I don't, I I I, I can't do this one because this is not me. Mm. I tell you. The only thing is I would say to you is that, you know, everyone can try to eat better and anyone can try to move as much as they can, try to have a, a good, healthy life by doing those things. Yeah. That will make a huge difference. Cool. Without, it doesn't matter what you work, it doesn't matter if you take that supplement, it doesn't matter if you take this protein, or it doesn't matter if you take this and that and that. It makes no difference. Mm. It might make a difference, but you need to start making the difference by going to the, to the root, to the basics. And the basics is, Try to eat as healthy as possible, and when it comes to healthy, you know, we, we can talk about healthy food for hours, so that's another topic that, you know, healthy, I would say, um, try to eat as many vegetables as you can, eat some fruits, and uh, for me, it's very important to eat protein, and I try to bring my, my, my protein from a very good source, so I try to go organic as I can, uh, and try to go um, grass-fed meat so i try my best i know it's more expensive but i try to get my food from a very very good source that is really important for for me and i spend most of my money on, on food because i try to get the best possible food mm. um that is one thing i would say healthy food uh, and i try to be active you know go swimming go a bit of running go a bit of you know cycling a bit of pulling a bit of pushing a bit of juggling a bit of handstands a bit of yoga and just try to be active it doesn't matter what you do yeah. just be active yeah that is wow. already that is the, the principles and the rest will be easier. It will just come by nature. Yeah. But if you don't fix those two things, there is nothing there. Yeah, and it's, it all starts with self-awareness. Um, my final question, Alex, is going to be, um, if one, what's the one message around health, fitness, well-being, wellness, life in general that you would pass down to your children if it was just one message that you were going to give them? Mm, I'd just be active. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with my little girls, you know, they, they do so much. Sometimes I feel like I'm a bit, being a bit too pushy or we, because my wife is the same. We just try to get them, you know, they do swimming three times a week. They go to the gymnastics. They go to the circus school. Uh, one is playing uh, instruments. The other one, you know, and then it's just be making sure that for them, as they grow, it's just, it's just what we do. Yeah. We go swimming twice a week. We go to the gymnastics once a week. We go to the circus school once a week. We go running or we go cycling once a week. It's normal. Yeah. It's like we brush our teeth before we go to bed. We go to the toilet. We have a shower. We eat. It's normal to be active. Yeah. So for them, it's not, it's not like a punishment. It's a way of life. Yeah. We eat healthy. Yes, we go out. We have an ice cream. We have a cake. We have McDonald's sometimes. It's fine because that's not what we do every day. Yeah. We do every now and then. Yeah. So it's actually good to do something naughty every now and then because then your, you, your body doesn't become this temple of, of cleanness. Sometimes you have to give your body a bit of poison to, to fight <laughs> it, to wake, you know? Yeah. So I do believe that, you know, yeah. having bad food every now and then is good for you yeah. because then your body knows what bad is. 
Because mm-hmm. you're always clean, 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 clean. You become too, too delicate. You become too protective from, oh, no, I don't touch this because it's dirty. I think that's, um, that's not good either. So it's a balance. I think, um, yeah, I think, and, and you touched on another important point there that, that is, is kind of standards. You're, you're raising the standards or you've, you're setting the standards for activity, daily life, nutrition. So they, uh, they embody that moving forward. And, and that's, those are the lessons that, that they don't forget and they move through their life with a, a healthy mindset yeah. because they've always had Damn these it. standards um, of the level of activity the level of nutrition you know they've raised their standards um, that's a fantastic message before we drop off guys uh, alex um just want to touch on what you're moving into now so what's exciting you now what's moving forward now i know you, you've posted a couple of things on on social media and and, and we spoke we touched <laughs> on them what's what's I'm, what's I'm, happening i'm breathing now <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing breathe. i'm reading a book called um, the the oxygen Oxygen Advantage. Oxygen Advantage. Yeah. So interesting. It, yeah. Oh, my God. This guy's saying that uh, we, um, there is such a thing uh, of overbreeding. I was thinking, like, how could you overbreed? Like, so you, yeah. you consume more oxygen than what actually you need. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, I never heard that before. So I'm, I'm, I'm starting. I'm very intrigued and, and really interested mm-hmm. about this, this thing. So I have done some, some breathing already. I have gone to the... I used to head cold water mm-hmm. uh, and cold weather. Not hate, but dislike, because mm-hmm. I come from a hot country, so for me, cold weather is like, oh, cold shower was struggled three weeks ago. Um, I'm dealing with it way better. I could probably say that I'm enjoying cold showers. Okay. Um, and I've been to the pond a few times, and, you know, I'm diving into the pond now. Yeah. The first time I couldn't get my feet because they were like, oh, freezing, I did it, you know, but the struggle was real. So I'm, I'm working on, on the breathing and, and, and the mindset. So I would say in three and a half weeks, I have changed the mindset that I had to uh, cold water and cold weather. I'm happily going now to the any point of, I would say, three, four degrees water. I'll go in no problem. Yeah. Because I see that as a distress and as in life, the water is distressed, the water is cold. Mm-hmm. No one is going to change that. I am the only one who can change the, the how I see. I can either say, oh, shit, that water is too cold. It's, I hate it. I'm not going to go in. It's going to be freezing. My, my skin is going to burn, blah, 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 and more, more negative things. I can either say, okay, the water is cold, but you know what? I am I'm strong, and I can go in that water, and I can handle it. That's the mindset you want to have. Now, you can change the mindset by breathing. You know, spend some time of breathing in, breathing out. Get in your mind that you can do it believe you can do it there are some people spending two hours under the freezing cold water under minus seven degrees yeah how could i know possibly going to that water that is only five degrees four degrees how why is that because they are bigger or fitter or stronger no it's because their mindset is different and that is all about the mindset it's all about how how you how you see things and that's so clear in the last three weeks, the mindset I had to was that completely changed. And now I, I, I'm even thinking about going to the to the Arctic and going to the you know make a, a hole into the ice legs yeah. and just dive into that water. Yeah. Because people do it. Yeah. They have the mindset to do. It. I'm like, you know what? And this is what I'm this is what I'm doing now. So yeah. this year I'm talk, I'm I'm thinking about I'm doing it now. You know, research, read, try, practice, breathe. And there are so many ways of breathing. I didn't even know, you know. Oh, craziness. Oh, 
uh, amazing. They are like, I don't know how many ways, you know, the yoga breathing, and I did a Wim Hof workshop last mm-hmm. Saturday. Wow. Uh, and we're just breathing in through the nose, out through the uh, belly breathing. We did it for half an hour, and the high we had was incredible. That was incredible. Just from breathing. Oh, my God. Just from, I don't know if they put some drugs in the oxygen we were breathing or something, because <laughs> no, we were really high. No, that's never, just never breathing. Been, never, yeah. never been in that, never had that experience in my life. And I had, I had been to many workshops, mm. but this one, I have to say, if anyone can go to the Winhof experience, please go and do it because big, it's absolutely amazing. Big shout out to Wim. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, this guy, <laughs> his passion, yeah. his passion for that was incredible. Yeah. He might be a bit nuts, but the passion <laughs> for, for the breathing and, and what he's done to so many people yeah. is incredible. Yeah. I mean, hands, good work. you know, oh, yeah. amazing. He's, he's one of the, this guy and I would say Ido Portal, those two guys are amazing. What they are doing now for, for, for us mm. is incredible. Yeah, awesome. Incredible. Alex, I just want to recognize you, um, your awesome movement professional, um, the handstand workshops that I've been to and, and the, the work you're doing in the handstand space in London's phenomenal and I you know you've got an awesome f- uh, following around that and you know I, I'm, I'm hearing so much passion coming from you I want to recognise that and, and you know thank you for, for coming on and, and, no, and trying, to, me, trying to have that passion come through the microphone to all the <laughs> listeners, it, it, it's huge, it's so important, it's so important um, and the, the, the message there at the end is so clear, there's no standing still, um, there's no plateau no. No, there's no, no, no. what's next what am I moving into what can I learn about how can I improve what am I interested in what's, what's my next passion where am I going to move to what's going to make me be a, be a more rounded human and awesome human um, which you are man thank you very thank very you, much brother me. Before, before we finish this is how I, how I will uh, advise someone learn something spend some time some time doing the research learn now practice practice a lot practice 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 then you can share it. Mm. And then when you can share something, then that means that you're ready to go and learn something else. So learn, 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 practice, 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 share. And then you keep moving in that circle of three stops. Yeah. Learn, practice, share. Learn, and keep going, keep going. You will never stop. Your whole life will be doing this. Yeah. So you will only stop when you learn something, and then you learn only one thing, and you keep doing that, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think is fun, but some people do. It's fine. But it's, that's what I would probably, <laughs> that's how I try to live my life. Yeah. I learn something. I do that a lot. I do the research. I do the, you know, I do the, the practice, the training. Then when I feel that I'm comfortable and I'm confident enough that I have learned a lot and I can sort of do it, then I will share it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, that's my next thing. I'm going to do some research about the breathing, 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 cold water, and then get some people, get somebody. Okay, guys, this is how we can do things. Oh man, I could just keep talking to you and kind of infuse that passion um, for, for all day. Um, Alex, where can, what's coming up for you? What do you want to tell people about? How can they stay in touch with you? What's happening? Oh, at the moment, so crazy busy with my, with my classes. I do workshops. Um, I did a lot of traveling last year. I have workshops in many countries, but uh, it's, very, it's very tiring. Um, so I'm trying not to do much of this. I'm yep. trying to do maybe like a, I'm doing one teacher training in yep. May. Uh, which already have 12 people. It's a 30 hours intensive where we can, I will share some of the stuff that I do. And my, my friend will, he will share some of his, of his stuff. So we, we provide two different uh, perspectives of teachers. Mm-hmm. He's a young, young kid. He's been learning uh, on his own. Mm-hmm. 
I'm 40. I've been t- got more like 20,000 20, hours of experience of teaching. I have learned from some amazing people. So we together can give a lot of teachers yeah. to open the minds to, you know, don't be the, the guy who teaches the same thing all the time. Open your mind, learn, yeah, yeah. you know, be, be in the comfort zone, uh, be in a zone that is not very comfortable for you, where you're going to grow as a, not as a teacher, but as a person, yeah. you know? So this is what we want to do, some teacher training now, mm. get more people involved, like provide, like, I'll do some, um, like a tutoring, mentoring, yeah. some people, you know? Um, so that's big plan. Uh, and we're doing some retreats and some workshops. And at the moment, I'm in the, you know, trying to find a, a space where I can have my own little academy that we can, yeah. you know, mentor people. We can do our thing. Cool. So this is, this is the goal. So let, let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, I'm in the hunting. I have had already a few plays, but it was very tricky to change the use and the council and this. And it was just complicated, which I don't understand. Because what we want to do is it good. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna be. We're not gonna open a pub. We're gonna sell yeah, yeah, yeah. alcohol and <laughs> drugs and cigarettes for people to destroy their life. We're gonna open a space yeah. where people are gonna come and are gonna feel better. But they, they, is this how life is? Yeah. You know, cool. we just have to. And where can they find you on Instagram, the internet? What? Yeah, Alice Nino. Alice Nino. Yeah, yeah, Alice Nino. On, Instagram's on Instagram. the best, best place Instagram for you. Probably, yeah. I mean, I've tried not to. You know, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there is this. That I just can't be bothered. I just Instagram one thing. Everyday information today. I have a website that my wife did it for me last year. So anything they want to know yeah. is in the on the on the website. So get on Instagram, connect yeah. you on Instagram, yeah, Instagram. I send you a message if they want to do some coaching. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I'm, at the moment, I'm not really taking any any more one to one because I have already a waiting list of people who want to come and do <laughs> so. I go. cannot really take. But they can join the classes. Yeah. I do workshops every now yeah. and then. Yeah. And then and then they can join us in the retreats. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So keep an eye out. And uh, just a shout out, we're recording today at Mindset Gym in London, uh, just near Waterloo, isn't it? So uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Apologies if the sound quality is not great, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, Alex, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having awesome. me. Awesome. Great. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. So... There you have it. Pretty cool dude. If you'll uh, if you'll agree with me, um, what a, what a guy. What a, what an awesome outlook on life in general, uh, as well as as those movement, health principles, uh, and the strategies that he's uh, constructed for himself. Uh, and an incredible story coming from a, a, such a small village in in Colombia, uh, moving to, to to the bright-eyed streets of London without speaking any English at all. And I mean. Where, where do you start uh, he, he certainly makes me feel like I need to be doing a lot more in in the world and, and going out into the world and, and sort of putting my mark on the world and and living a much more fearless uh, life uh, I'm, I'm impressed and I, I certainly hope you are guys I, I am really looking forward to your feedback on this episode he's a dude I'm sure we've learned a lot from uh, that conversation and, and yeah, please, please feed that back into me. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, I, I know you would have done, please um, share it on social media, subscribe to the podcast. It's really important. If you can leave us a review on iTunes, that would be fantastic. But more importantly, tell a friend about it. Actually verbally tell a friend about it. Share it with them. Hopefully it can add some value to their life as well. Thank you very much. Namaste.